the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. With SRN News, I'm Gordon Griffin. President Trump delivered an historic speech to over 50 Arab leaders in the Saudi capital on Sunday. More now from correspondent Connie Long. President Trump called for a major anti-terrorism center to defeat Islamic extremists. He urged the end to those who target innocent Christians, Jews, and other Muslims, saying, drive them out. President Trump was critical of Iran and terrorist groups they support, even though moderates made some progress in recent Iranian elections. Connie Long reporting from Washington. The Hamas militant group has lashed out at President Trump for mentioning it with al-Qaeda and the Islamic State in his speech in Saudi Arabia. Spokesman Fazi Barhum says Mr. Trump's remarks Sunday are a misrepresentation of facts. More details at srnnews.com. Michael Medved believes the truth usually lies in the middle. The entire question about what is going on regarding the secrets that allegedly were uh, fumblingly betrayed by President Trump. Uh, somewhere in between the extremes on this, I think there is something called the truth. The Michael Medved Show, afternoons at 2 on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. You're listening to AM 1280, The Patriot Intelligent Radio. I'm Josh Wolf From the Benjamin Franklin Plumbing Weather Center, today a 50% chance of rain with a high in the 50s. Tomorrow, showers in the afternoon, high of around 64. Download the AM 1280, The Patriot app today so you can listen to your favorite programs wherever you are. Faster loading, more social media links to stay connected to your favorite station anytime, anywhere. Download the AM 1280, The Patriot app today at your device's app store. for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan. Here is The Closer 
Brad Carlson. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the program I'd like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org, and we are here to take your phone calls, 651-289-4488. You can also text your comments or questions at 651-243-0390. And you can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NARN, that's hashtag N-A-R-N. For any comments or questions regarding today's show content, and as always, we appreciate you tuning in. I believe this is the uh, 75th consecutive day where we've had some rain. Uh, that only feels like it. But, uh, ah, I, I can't recall a stretch like this where we've had basically four straight days, at least four straight days of solid rain. But uh, whatever, we'll get through it. Uh, thankfully, we're going to be inside for tonight. What's going on tonight? Oh, yeah, the 100 Days event with Hugh Hewitt and Dennis Prager in town, an event moderated by Ed Morrissey. Uh, those of you folks who uh, heeded our warnings and got your tickets when we told you to get your tickets because we told you the event was going to be sold out, we look forward to seeing you there. Uh, it is going to be a uh, fantastic evening. I was talking with some folks before the show today. Uh, the first, will they be talking about Trump's first 100 days and not addressing days 100 through today, which is day 121, because there's been a little bit of activity going on in the Trump administration the past few weeks since he reached his 100-day milestone. And obviously that's one of the big stories that I want to address in this first segment is, well, first of all, my process when I prepare for the radio show, I typically put together a blog post at bradcarlson.org opining on a news story. And that serves as great show prep because I've already compiled my opinion in my mind and therefore I can draw it out and expand upon it when I get behind a microphone. So, you know, blogging, I still blog religiously at bradcarlson.org and it, you know, makes for great show prep. And I remember blogging this past week about the situation with uh, President Donald Trump where it was a there was a story that came out that he uh, revealed some classified information to some Russian officials that were uh, that were visiting, and I'll read uh, I'll read part of the story here. Uh, let me see if I can find it. Uh, yeah, well, first of all, I'll read uh, uh, John McCain's. Uh, I'll read. Uh, I'm all out of sorts here. Uh, be patient with me. Be patient with me. Um, yeah, here, I'll read from the CNN story, and then I'll read uh, John McCain's reaction to this. This is from a CNN story this past Tuesday. Uh, President Donald Trump shared highly classified information with Russian foreign minister, with the Russian foreign minister and Russian ambassador to the U.S. in a White House meeting last week, the Washington Post first reported Monday. Two former officials knowledgeable of the situation confirmed to CNN that the main Points of the Post story are accurate. The president shared classified information with the Russian foreign minister. The president did not directly reveal the source of the information, but intelligence officials told CNN that there is a concern Russia will be able to figure out the highly sensitive source. Now, people immediately jumped on this and said, well, okay, Trump, he's the president of the United States. And if there is classified information, he has the purview, he has the 
it, it is under his purview to declassify any classified information and then you know, disseminate it or share it how he sees fit. You can question the wisdom of that, particularly the, the uh, source of this particular information. And again, I'll get to, uh, as I alluded to, I want to read Senator John McCain's uh, reaction to this. Uh, the reports that the president shared sensitive intelligence with Russian officials are deeply disturbing. Reports that this information was provided by a U.S. ally and shared without its knowledge sends a troubling signal to America's allies and partners around the world and may impair their willingness to share intelligence with us with us in the future. Regrettably, the time President Trump spent sharing sensitive information with the Russians was time he did not spend focusing on Russia's aggressive behavior, including its interference in American and European elections, its illegal invasion of Ukraine and annexation of Crimea, its other destabilizing activities across Europe, and the slaughter of innocent civilians and targeting of hospitals in Syria. I continue to believe that we need a select congressional committee to fully investigate Russia's interference in the 2016 election. Sanctions, not intelligence sharing, should be our course of action. So, Senator McCain, a very stern uh, rebuke of the president's actions there. And here's the thing. The National Security Advisor, H.R. McMasters, came out and, and, and said, look, there was nothing out of bounds here. The president did, did not usurp his, you know, usurp his authority. Okay, and the problem that I have a lot with the messaging that comes from the president's administration is that the president will then come out on Twitter and completely undermine it. Because, again, H.R. McMasters came out and, and essentially said uh, the Post story, uh, you know, he, he, he carefully parsed his answer. Okay, he, he didn't, he kind of ta- tamped down the outrage, the outrageous reaction that comes from, well, anything that's reported on about President Trump and said, okay, it's not to that degree of seriousness. All right. And then the president came out and basically confirmed the main, uh, the main tenet of the post story on Twitter. Here's what uh, President Trump said. As president, I wanted to share with Russia, not an openly scheduled White House meeting, which I have the absolute right to do, facts pertaining to terrorism and airline flight safety, humanitarian reasons, Plus, I want Russia to greatly step up their fight against ISIS and terrorism. So again, to repeat, the president has the purview to look at classified information, declassify it, and share it how it sees fit. But but he has to expect that there's going to be questions as to the wisdom of sharing this particular intelligence. And again, there are genuine concerns among the intelligence community as well. Is okay if I can if this source. Will this source be willing to share intelligence with us in the future if the president is going to be so cavalier or maybe even careless about what he declassifies? So that was something that I started to opine on. And then not within 24 hours, there was another explosive allegation levied against uh, Trump. This uh, from ABC News's website, James Comey, the recently fired FBI director, was asked by President Donald Trump to end an investigation into the actions of former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn. According to a memo Comey wrote about his conversation with the president, a a source close to the former director confirmed to ABC News. The New York Times was the first to report the discussion and subsequent memo Tuesday. Well, first, let let me bounce off that a bit. This memo that the New York Times reported upon was given to them by an anonymous source. 
Now, there's nothing wrong with anonymous sources per se. Okay? Nothing at all. But don't you think you'd want to get a little more definitive proof about something as sensitive to the, uh, as this before reporting upon it? This was an anonymous source that didn't produce a physical memo. They said, well, you know what? Director Comey, he was very fastidious in keeping notes and documenting every conversation and putting them together in memo form. Well, he has this memo where President Trump apparently approached him and said, uh, you know, I, I, regarding uh, former National Security Director, National Security Advisor Flynn, whom the, whom the administration fired, uh, yeah, I hope you can let this go, you know, regarding uh, inquiry into Flynn's actions. You know, uh, President Trump basically said, you know, he's a good guy. I hope you can let this go. Because even though President Trump fired Michael Flynn, there's still an FBI investigation going on into Flynn's contact with Russian officials during the transition, you know, after Trump was elected and Michael Flynn was named was named National Security Advisor and would take over that role once, obviously, President Trump was inaugurated on January 20th. Well, naturally, you have people jumping up and down, particularly the quote-unquote resistance, and I put resistance uh, crowd in scare quotes because, again, you haven't earned that term resistance. When you can roll around in the streets frothing or, or frothing at the mouth like a kook and, 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 and scream just awful things about the president, well, that's covered under the First Amendment. You're not resisting anything, okay? You're well within your rights to do that. And I'm well within my rights to point out what a loon, deranged loon you are. But <clears throat> anyways, I digress. The resistance crowd, of course, screw. Oh, there it is. Obstruction charge. There it is, finally, the, the, the smoking gun. And I'm the furthest thing from a legal beagle. But it seems to me uh, an obstruction charge, there has to be a much higher threshold than the president of the United States saying the FBI director, you know, I like Michael Flynn. I, I I hope you can let this go. He's a good guy. All right? That doesn't sound like obstruction. And sure enough, uh, a uh, let me get the uh, name of this. Elizabeth Price Foley wrote an op-ed at the New York Times. She is a professor of constitutional law at Florida International University College of Law. And she wrote in the New York Times basically saying, yeah, sorry, Trump's statement's not an obstruction of justice. So I have a genuine legal beagle uh, confirming my suspicions. Again, I, I, I'm not going to go spouting at the, off at the mouth saying, well, that's not an obstruction charge. I just kind of posed it as, you know, th- it seems to me there'd be a much higher threshold, isn't there? Well, sure enough, uh, Elizabeth Price Foley confirmed that in the New York Times. Section 1510 of Title 18 of the United States Code addresses obstruction of criminal investigations. It is a narrow statute criminalizing only willful acts by means of bribery that have the effect of obstructing the communication of information about crimes to federal investigators. Even assuming Mr. Comey's memo is accurate, there is no indication that President Trump willfully attempted to bribe the FBI director. As the Supreme Court stated in United States versus Sun Diamond Growers of California, quote, for bribery... For bribery, there must be a quid pro quo, a specific intent to give or receive something of value in exchange for an official act. Close quote. There is no evidence of a quid pro quo. Even assuming, for the sake of argument, that Mr. Trump intended 
an implied offer of continued employment in exchange for Mr. Comey's dismissal of the Flynn investigation, it would be implausible for Mr. Comey to construe it as such. Mr. Comey was aware that he was an at-will employee who could be fired by the president at any time for any reason. Uh, I want to address that, too, as well. And um, I'll tell you what, why don't I pick that up after we go to break here? 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can text your comments or questions at 651-243-0390 or weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NARN, hashtag N-A-R-N. It is me, Brad Carlson, the closer, right here on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. Amazing to realize, but you know, it's been almost two years I've been talking with you about Relief Factor, and I can tell you I've been continually inundated with testimonials. This is Michael Medved, and I've received thousands of testimonials that come in telling me how excited people are to be out of pain, like Bob from Ohio, who writes, I had a herniated disc back in 1984. I started taking Relief Factor, and for the first time, I have been completely out of constant, sometimes excruciating pain. I'm now able to work in the yard, around the house, and do my job in comfort. This is a great product. That's the end of the quote. If you're struggling with ongoing back or neck pain, shoulder, hip or knee pain or general muscle pain, aches, pains of any kind, do what tens of thousands of others have done so successfully. Go to relieffactor.com and order their three-week quick start for just $19.95. 1-800-500-8384. That's 1-800-500-8384. Hi, Tom Bodette. Apparently, the hip thing for businesses to do these days is target millennials. So it may sound sus coming from this baby boomer, but Motel 6 is a V-great place for your squad to stay woke or asleep. The updated rooms are hashtag blessed with contemporary floors, bedding, and flat-screen TVs that are totally on fleek. Plus, their prices are always low AF. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll keep it lit for you. Book online at motel6.com. Storm season is here. Hi, I'm Ashton McGee, owner of Ashton McGee Restoration Group, a HAG-certified roof inspector right here in the Twin Cities. If you think your home may have been affected by the recent storm, give us a call. No need to deal with pushy storm chasers knocking your door, telling you to file an insurance claim. We're offering free roof, siding, and window inspections. Visit our website at mcgeerestoration.com for your free inspection. That's mcgeerestoration.com or call us at 952 426 3736. I'm Lon He Chen of the Hoover Institution for townhall.com. The effort to repeal and replace Obamacare has now moved to the United States Senate, where our elected representatives have the important responsibility of improving upon the American Health Care Act, the reform legislation that passed the House a few weeks ago. There will likely be disagreements between senators over key issues, like how best to ensure access to coverage for those with pre existing health conditions how to make health insurance more affordable for those who don't get it through their employers or the government, and how best to reform Medicaid, the state federal health program targeted at low-income Americans. These are significant issues, but senators can and should find a way to address their differences. Getting to yes will likely involve compromise and movement away from an ideal position, but senators shouldn't allow the perfect to be the enemy of the good. They have been given a golden opportunity to repeal Obamacare and replace it with market-based reforms that will lower health costs. Here's to hoping that they don't squander it. I'm Lon He Chen. Welcome back, AM 1280 The Patriot. 
Northern Alliance Radio Network. It is me, Brad Carlson. Welcome back to the broadcast. Let me show you my shock face. <gasps> Phil Hughes gave up a home run. No two home runs. No three home runs. <laughs> uh, but, hey, Phil Hughes kind of looks like one of those beer league softball pitchers, so kind of what he's throwing up there today. Anyways, <clears throat> I digress. Kind of a little distraction of sports. Hey, again, me, Brad Carlson, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Closing out this weekend's Northern Alliance Radio Network programming. And here to take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. You can also use Twitter, hashtag NARN, hashtag N-A-R-N, to comment on any of today's show content. I was leaving off with uh, this idea that Trump indicating to FBI Director Comey, and has this memo, physical memo, actually been confirmed to exist? I've heard stories it has, I've heard others it hasn't. But even if, I'll just grant that this memo exists, that Director Comey did indeed uh, accurately depict his conversation with the president of, uh, President Trump saying, you know, we fired Michael Flynn, NSA director. I, I'm, I'd like, I'm hoping you can drop this. He's a good guy. Don't think he deserves to be under this kind of scrutiny. And there, may, and, and the fact that there may be no there there. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. But Joe Scarborough of Morning Joe on MSNBC uh, put out a tweet. I, I, I couldn't find it right offhand, but apparently he talked about firing an FBI director in the middle of an, an investigation like uh, the Russia uh, interfering in our election is in and of itself obstruction of justice. And uh, no, it's not. It absolutely is not. Okay? And again, the statute, which was laid out by Elizabeth Price Foley at this New York Times op-ed, says the United States Code addresses obstruction of criminal investigations. It is a narrow statute. Again, this is Section 1510 of Title 18. It is a narrow statute criminalizing only willful acts, quote, by means of bribery, close quote, that have the effect of obstructing the communication of information about crimes to federal investigators. Even assuming Mr. Comey's memo is accurate, where Trump did say, I hope you can let this go, Flynn is a good guy, there is no indication that President Trump willfully attempted to bribe the FBI director. As a uh, Supreme uh, Court case stated, for bribery, there must be a quid pro quo, a specific intent to give or receive something of value for an official act. There is no evidence of a quid pro quo. Even assuming for the sake of argument that Mr. Trump intended an, an implied offer of continued employment in exchange for Mr. Comey's dismissal of the Flynn investigation, it would be implausible for Mr. Comey to construe it as such. So again, the investigation into Russia's interference in, in our 2016 election didn't stop with the firing of James Comey. So Joe Scarborough's wrong in a couple of counts. Number one, by the legal definition, it does not uh, fit under the purview of obstruction of justice because the investigation didn't stop when Comey was fired. And secondly, Trump making a basically a benign statement on behalf of someone he likes, apparently, in Michael Flynn by saying he's a good guy. Again, not obstruction. So that doesn't mean that there's nothing there, and that doesn't mean the investigation is going to stop. Obviously, Robert Mueller being named special counsel to look further into these matters further, and still the possibility of James Comey uh, testifying before the Senate Judiciary Committee. Okay, there's there's still going to be mo some more questions and, and more answers to those questions. But I I have a theory that this is really that 
uh, Democrat members of Congress, the media, or perhaps both entities are just basically doing this to try to run out the clock to keep the president and the Republican-controlled Congress from, you know, tackling more serious issues like, you know, they had ideas for tax reform, and obviously the Senate is still working on their version of the American Health Care Act that the House passed, and the Senate has already said, yeah, we're going to go with our own version. So whatever the House bill is, that's dead on arrival. We're going to put together our own, and then uh, once we do that, and if we can get a pass, then we'll have a conference committee to uh, kind of uh, reconcile the two versions. You know, so there's still a lot to be done in that. And the Democrats are so arrogant, they probably think that they could get back the House at 2018 midterms. The Senate's going to be a little tougher task because obviously the Democrats are already in the minority in the Senate. And of the 33, 34 seats up in the Senate, 25 are Democrat-controlled seats. So they're still playing defense in the Senate. Uh, So, you know, there's only, uh, I think, eight or nine opportunities for pickups of Republican seats that are up for election. So good luck with that. So again, that's just a theory that, that I'm, I'm throwing out there. Another issue I want to discuss is this just seems like classic narrative journalism. I first heard this term introduced by uh, Jim Garrity at the National Review about two and a half years ago. And I don't know if, if he originated it or if, narr- if the phrase narrative journalism is, has been out there for some time. But narrative journalism is preconceived storylines that fit a particular agenda or political or ideological view, almost always progressive, as opposed to, say, factual journalism. Okay? And I get back to the New York Times reporting on the Comey memo. All they had was some anonymous source that was indicating FBI Director Comey kept copious notes, documented every conversation he had, put it in memo form. He did so with a conversation he had with Donald Trump regarding fired National Security Advisor Michael Flynn. Here's what that memo is comprised of. Okay, and they and they ran with it from there. All right, and their political agenda, quite obviously, is to undermine the, the Trump White House and perhaps even go so far as stirring up such chaos that they could maybe finally ultimately dig up something that would be cause peace for impeachment. And somebody mentioned on Twitter the other day that regardless if there is anything substantial found against Donald Trump, particularly uh, the allegations that his campaign colluded with the Russians in order to uh, swing the election to, to Trump, Okay, even if nothing is found, nothing of substance anyways is found. And there's no basis for those charges that the House will probably still bring impeachment proceedings if indeed the Democrats get control of the House in 2018. Okay, yeah, we'll definitely see what happens. But here's something that I also got to thinking about. Is do these progressives the member of the quote-unquote resistance crowd that are just uh, practically uh, like barking clapping seals at the prospects of oh here we go we may finally get it we may finally get uh, president trump out of there you know he needs to be out of there uh, are they are they considering the fact what would happen if on the off chance and i i maintain infinitesimal chance that they find something serious enough on Trump, he goes through impeachment. And by the way, um, some of you, t- please take a civics class 
If Trump is impeached, it doesn't mean he's automatically ejected from office. That's not what impeachment is. Use the Google machine, please, before you go spouting off. Just saying. Anyhow, uh, Representative Ted Lieu, he's a Democrat congressman out of uh, the Los Angeles area, put out a tweet saying, Dear GOP, if Trump leaves, you get VP Pence. You can still get your stupid tax cut for the rich, but at least our nation won't be in chaos. Oh, my God. As soon as I saw that tweet, I uh, propped my feet up at the desk, sat back with the popcorn. Because you think that the leftist kooks, the quote-unquote resistance crowd, hates President Trump. What happens if Vice President Pence gets elevated to the office of the President of the United States? Okay? Yeah, that Mike Pence, who was governor of Indiana, and basically his life was threatened when he when he passed the Religious Freedom Restoration Act a couple of years ago. You remember all that? And then when people converged upon a small-town Indiana pizza place when they were asked for their opinion about it. Oh, yeah, let me read some of the responses to that, and I'm, and hopefully, and I'm not going to— and I'll have to be careful because a lot of these responses you probably— uh, I can't read because of FCC purviews. So, again, Democrat Congressman Ted Lieu— Basically says, hey, GOP, if Trump leaves, you get Vice President Pence. You can still get your stupid tax cut for the rich, but at least our nation won't be in chaos. So a Democrat congressman is saying he's okay with a, with Vice President Trump being, or Vice President Pence being promoted to president. Here's some of the responses. The resistance. Democrat calls on Republicans to install president who can be more, who can more, more effectively implement Republican agenda than Trump. This is someone uh, responding snarkily to that. It's like, yeah, bring it on. We'll take President Pence. And then some of the resistance crowd. You really said this? Does this really make sense to you? Really? Here's another one. Dems now hoping guy responsible for an HIV outbreak in Indiana takes control. (laughs) Uh, Here's another one. How noble of you to promise that on the backs of struggling Americans, not to mention to the benefit of you and every other Congress member. Here's another one. My eyeballs just melted. This made me so mad. Here's another one. No, Ted Lou. Pence is complicit in all what 45 does. He needs to be prosecuted also. Indictments for several GOP senators. Oh, the meltdown. Nuclear meltdown was complete. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. Brad Carlson, the closer, right here on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. Don't miss Sandvold Financial Group's Money Talks radio show here every Sunday morning at 9. Sandvold Financial Group is independent of Questar Capital Corporation, member FINRA, SIPC, and Questar Asset Management. For me, it was the big S class from the 90s. Beautiful. My friend's dad had one. The SL. All of the SLs. I've been watching those since I was a kid. I think the 1971 SE was the first Mercedes that just blew me away. Everyone remembers the first time they saw one and the day they began to long for a Mercedes-Benz of their own. Well, that day may be a lot closer than you think. With a certified pre-owned Mercedes-Benz, you can experience the luxury, the unparalleled safety, the performance, and the style Mercedes-Benz is famous for at a price you can afford. Beautiful SUVs, sedans, coupes, and convertibles that are factory certified and covered by an unlimited mileage warranty for up to three years, so you can drive without a worry for as far as you like. And during the certified pre-owned sales event going on now through May 31st, you can receive two years of complimentary prepaid maintenance and special financing available through Mercedes-Benz Financial Services, only at your authorized Mercedes-Benz dealer. You've waited long enough. See your authorized Mercedes-Benz dealer for complete details and limitations on certified pre-owned warranties. 
Want to stand where the Apostle Paul preached or where John wrote the book of Revelation? Would you like to see where Jesus was born, baptized, or where he delivered his Sermon on the Mount? From the ancient roots of faith to today's iconic places of worship, Travel Leaders Apple Valley can direct you to your dream travel destination. Combining faith with travel, Travel Leaders Apple Valley offers a variety of vacations where you can delight in the local culture while deepening your spiritual connections. Scripture comes to life when you stand where the ancient text happened. Inspirational journeys to breathtaking places is the vacation of a lifetime. You'll travel better with Travel Leaders Apple Valley and you'll get the attention, expertise and exclusive advantages you deserve. Contact Travel Leaders Apple Valley at 952-432-6272. That's 952-432-6272 and online at travelleaders.com slash applevalleymn. You work hard for your money, so make sure your money is working hard for you. Our sister station, Business 1440, brings you financial advice from pros like Dave Ramsey, Bill Gunderson, and the Twin Cities own financial fortitude and investing for success. With up-to-the-minute market updates, real estate tactics, and tips on investing and saving, Business 1440 will keep more of that hard-earned cash in your pocket. Learn more and listen live at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. Benjamin Franklin Plumbing is celebrating seniors and their contribution to our community. Benjamin Franklin, the punctual plumber, is offering all seniors 20% off their plumbing services every Wednesday. Call Ben Franklin, the punctual plumber, 877-BEN-1776. Welcome back, AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. It is me, Brad Carlson, the closer, closing out this weekend's edition of Northern Alliance Radio Network programming. You can catch my friend and colleague, King Banyan, on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman. Every Saturday from 9 to 11 a.m., it is The King Banyan Show. And in these tough economic times, why would you not want one of the upper Midwest's most renowned economists to listen to every Saturday morning? And my friend and colleague, Mitch Berg, on these very airways, AM 1280, The Patriot, Saturdays, 1 to 3 p.m. He is the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance. I am the closer. Again, closing out this program this weekend. Uh, this weekend, And looking very much to seeing uh, many of you out at the uh, Metropolitan Ballroom up in Golden Valley for the uh, Trump 100 Days event being brought to you by Hugh Hewitt and Dennis Prager, the event moderated by Ed Morrissey. Uh, very excited for this event. Going to have a nice uh, VIP dinner beforehand and then the uh, discussion of uh, Trump's first 100 days. And again, we're technically at day 121, and day 101 through 121 has been eh, pretty newsworthy in and of itself. So I imagine we'll get into some of those discussions as well. But look forward to seeing all you folks there tonight. Stop by and say hello. Uh, we'd love to uh, chat, say hi, and um, meet some of you. I, I I love these events because I always get to meet brand new listeners folks whom I haven't met previously so that means there's a lot more out a lot more of you out there listening than I can conceive but also there's new listeners from event to event so that's that's pretty cool so I enjoy that so hope to uh, get a chance to chat with you this evening want to uh, look at a couple of my uh, my personal uh, I guess interests kind of intersecting this uh, past week uh, this past Sunday, 
A new uh, Miss USA was crowned. Now, I, now, those of you who know me know that I'm the uh, MC of the Miss Minnesota pageant. Now, that's under the Miss America system. The Miss USA system, totally different system. That's under the Miss Universe umbrella. So just to, to kind of get that straight. But nevertheless, uh, I've kind of become interested in, in, in watching some of these pageants for the uh, competition aspect of it. And, of course, I'm always really interested for the onstage question because inevitably some of the social, political, cultural issues of our time are asked these these young ladies are asked questions regarding these partic- items in these particular uh, subject areas. And uh, first of all, I just want to say, and, and uh, my uh, friend and colleague Mitch Berg, if you go to shotinthedark.info, he's got on the sidebar Berg's Laws, uh, where he's uh, compiled over many years of studying human behavior. And there's one in particular entitled, entitled Berg's Eighth Law of Diversity. And it reads as follows. American liberalism's reaction to one of, quote-unquote, their constituents, whether it be women, gays, or people of color, running for office or otherwise identifying as a conservative, is indistinguishable from sociopathic disorder. Basically, the uh, progressive left feel that they have the market cornered on the constituencies of, you know, women, of uh, women people of color, or gays. So I say that because the new Miss USA who was crowned was Miss DC, Kara McCullough. And she is a, uh, she was born in Italy and then, then raised in the United States as a black woman and works for an independent, and she's a scientist employed uh, by an independent agency of the U.S. government. So think about this. Basically, you have an immigrant black woman who is a scientist working for an independent agency of the U.S. government. Now, the only way the leftists could concoct a more ideal constituent in their minds is if this woman was a male identifying as a female. You know, the transgender uh, uh, trend that's uh, suddenly becoming a thing in this country. So you can imagine... Uh, the reaction on Twitter, and I followed along a little bit on Twitter because, you know, I live tweet stuff like this, when she got her onstage question. Now, she was one of the final five, and the onstage question had to do with a question about health care. And she answered a question about health care, and then she moved on to the top three, and then for the final three, they're all asked the very same question. And obviously the, the other two contestants have, you know, heavy-duty earphones on where they can't hear the question so they don't get a chance to hear it beforehand and get a chance to prepare because you're you're judged on the impromptu, how you articulately uh, answer this question in an impromptu fashion. So uh, first I want to, uh, Brandon, we got that uh, soundbite queued up. I want to get to her answer to the question about health care, particularly is health care a privilege or a right? And this was the question she was asked when she was in the final five. So if we have that one. Here we go. Kara McCullough. Now her answer to the interview question has people talking. Is affordable health care a right or a privilege? That's what she was asked on stage. Quick, think fast. Right? I'm definitely going to say it's a privilege. As a government employee, I am granted um, health care. And I see firsthand that for one, to have health care, you need to have jobs. So therefore, we need to continue to cultivate this environment that we're given the opportunity to have health care as well as jobs to all the American citizens worldwide. Okay. Stop right there. We don't need to listen to the news gals' uh, follow-up commentary. Okay. And naturally, you can imagine leftist Twitter just absolutely freaked out. 
But again, I take a civic take a civics class, please. Healthcare, by its very dish, very definition, is not a right. Okay, it's not. Again, take a civics class, please. And the point she was trying to make, at least from what I could hear, is that hey, I'm in a situation where I happen to work for an independent agency of the government, and because of that, I am fortunate that I have health care. And she's saying the way it's considered now, it's a privilege. And her answer kind of indicated that hopefully one day that everybody could have access to health care and that it becomes that it becomes a right. That's the way I interpreted it. But, you know, Twitter freaks out on her and, oh, we don't want her, we don't want her. Well, the judges disagreed. She moved on to the final three. And the question each of the final three young ladies, and by the way, uh, congratulations to Miss Minnesota, Meredith Gould. She was one of the final three. Okay, but she totally flubbed her answer on 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 this question on the final three question, and I was disappointed because I says, "Oh boy, she's gonna she's gonna lose as a result." And as a result, she finished second runner up. So she finished in the top three. Congratulations to Miss Minnesota USA Meredith Gold for at least finishing in the top three. Very excited for her Minnesota pride. But back to Miss DC Kara McCullough. She was asked a question that each of the young ladies in the final three got. So Brandon, we got that queued up. Here we go. What do you consider feminism to be? And do you consider yourself a feminist? <laughs> yes, you do. Absolutely, you get a microphone. Here we go. So as a woman scientist in the government, I've liked to l- lately transpose the word feminism to equalism. I don't really want to consider myself. I like it. Try not to consider myself like this, like, diehard, you know, like, oh, I don't really care about men. But one thing I'm going to say is, though, women, we are just as equal as men when it comes to opportunity in the workplace. Okay. And there... I say firsthand, I have witnessed Sorry. the impact that women have in leadership in the medical sciences as well as just in the office environment. So as Miss USA, I would hope to promote that type of leadership responsibility globally to so many women worldwide. All right, that was fantastic. As soon as I heard that answer, I'm like, Miss D.C. is the winner. I called it, and she, she sure enough ended up winning Miss USA. Well, of course, people were more fixated on her answer about health care, being a privilege, not a right. And it was just, and a lot of folks were out on Twitter saying, okay, it's just a matter of time before the left is going to shame her into backtracking. Because, again, I point you to uh, Berg's Eighth Law. Let me find it here. Yeah. Uh, Mitch Berg's Eighth Law of Diversity, where American liberalism's reaction to one of their constituents, women, gays, or people of color, running for office or otherwise identifying as a conservative, is indistinguishable from sociopathic disorder. And I've said it many times on this program. I don't understand how you are a group of activists, advocates, whatever, and you say we're fighting on your behalf. We want you to have as equal rights and equal opportunity as everybody in this country. And when women, women, people of color, gays, they are all now, they have are they have equal rights. Okay, well, they've always had equal rights, but unfortunately there was a lot of things in this country holding them down. Okay, and thankfully a lot of those issues are eradicated. Not 100%. You'd be naive to say that that gays and, and, and women and people of color are not subjected to discrimination anymore. That would be naive to say that. But it's a lot better. No question about it, it's a lot better. And when these people have the freedom to live in society without fear of being judged for just who they are, 
Okay? This idea that they have to walk in lockstep with one ideology, that kind of flies in the face of the whole living freedom thing, doesn't it? Because here these progressives say, well, we're going to advocate on your behalf. And then when they do, they lean more toward a conservative ideology. They're, they're basically ostracized or just ripped apart on social media. That, that makes zero sense to me. That flies in the face of this whole freedom and being able to live freely and openly however you want. Okay? Well, of course, uh, eventually, Miss USA, Kara McCullough, because she got so much heat on social media over her answer about health care, uh, eventually kind of backtracked on that on those remarks this is from a foxnews.com story from the entertainment section newly crowned miss usa Kara mccullough is clarifying her controversial remarks from sunday night's pageant when she called health care a privilege isn't that amazing you you give an opinion and it's controversial because it doesn't fit a certain narrative anyways the 25 year old was met with a lot of love and hate for her stance on health care but now she's changing her mind I am privileged to have health care, and I do believe that it should be a right, McCullough said on Good Morning America Tuesday. I hope and pray moving forward that health care is a right for all worldwide. She continued, I just want people to see where I was coming from. Having a job, I look at health care like it is a privilege. That's kind of how I took it when she answered the question. So, you know, the story says she's backtracking, ah, maybe a little bit. But you know what? Here's my thing. She's going to be Miss USA for the next year, and obviously she's going to compete in Miss Universe. I think that takes place at the end of the year. Her platform, obviously, is to get more young ladies involved in the science and engineering fields, of which she is currently a member. Has a great job with the independent agency of the government, as I believe, a nuclear scientist. And she sees the awesome opportunity this is for her to thrive in her life. And she wants nothing more than young ladies to follow in her footsteps, say, hey, you have these same opportunities. I'm no one special. This is what I did to get there. Was it hard work? Absolutely it was hard work. But you can be there too, and here's how. That's her platform. So instead of spending the next year being asked about her 30-second answer to an onstage question, I'm sure she just got to the point, you know what, yeah. Yeah, I hope health care is the right someday. You happy? Now, can I move on and advocate for my platform, please? Because that's a heck of a lot more important to me. There are a lot of young ladies out there who feel like they don't have opportunity, and I want to be able to share with them that they have this opportunity. So instead of having to answer the stupid question about how I answered an onstage question, yeah, okay, it's a right. Can we move on, please? That's, that's what I think her mindset probably was, you know, because she doesn't want to spend all this time having to continue to address it. It's stupid. All right, her platform is so valuable and is going to provide a valuable service to young ladies, but some people in the, on, the, on the progressive ideology, they just can't let it go. Okay, can we let it go now, please? So congratulations to Kara McCullough, Miss D- D.C., the new Miss USA, and uh, a wonderful platform that she has going. I definitely hope she can influence a lot of young ladies to get in those fields because my wife is a scientist, and uh, it's been a great uh, career for her as well. 651 651- 289-4488 is the number to call. One final segment here on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. You've got the better of me. Just your- AM 1280, The Patriot. For me, it was the big S class from the 90s. 
beautiful. My friend's dad had one. The SL. All of the SLs. I've been watching those since I was a kid. I think the 1971 SE was the first Mercedes that just blew me away. Everyone remembers the first time they saw one and the day they began to long for a Mercedes-Benz of their own. Well, that day may be a lot closer than you think. With a certified pre-owned Mercedes-Benz, you can experience the luxury, the unparalleled safety, the performance, and the style Mercedes-Benz is famous for at a price you can afford. Beautiful SUVs, sedans, coupes, and convertibles that are factory certified and covered by an unlimited mileage warranty for up to three years, so you can drive without a worry for as far as you like. And during the certified pre-owned sales event going on now through May 31st, you can receive two years of complimentary prepaid maintenance and special financing available through Mercedes-Benz Financial Services, only at your authorized Mercedes-Benz dealer. You've waited long enough. See your authorized Mercedes-Benz dealer for complete details and limitations on certified pre-owned warranties. I'm Jan Markill, helping you understand the times. This seems to be an awful moment in our history. Right and wrong seem no longer relevant. Political correctness has replaced the scales of justice. The Bible forewarns of a time when lawlessness will abound. We see a foreshadowing of that as our streets are filled with chaos, with rioting, with wanton violence. There is no respect for property and no respect for life itself. Everyone doing what is right in their own eyes. The rioters only represent a leftist view. Did you ever see the Tea Party destroy property? Many of those creating this chaos are hired by radical leftists determined to harm America. The Bible is an accurate roadmap for things to come. For more information, listen to our weekend program on this station or anytime at olivetreeviews.org. With very few investors still wanting outdated products like mutual funds or variable annuities, what are people turning to? They're turning to America's Investor Advocacy Show, Financial Fortitude. Hi, I'm Dale Creed Francis. And I'm Ryan Litvin, and we have shared unbiased information for years right here on The Patriot. It's information people need to know, like the latest innovations, including protection vehicles, growth vehicles, income vehicles, and hybrid strategies. Make your reservation for our listener appreciation dinner coming up in just a few days. Go to financialfort.com or call 612-999-1185. The Financial Fortitude Radio Network is committed to serving its community by providing a better set of investment and retirement tools. It's impossible to know what you don't know. The dinner and drinks are on us. We guarantee you'll be amazed at what you learn. It won't change our life if you don't come, but I promise you it can change yours. 612-999-1185 or financialfort.com. Hey, welcome back. Brad Carlson, the closer right here in AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. One final segment on the broadcast. Got about five, six minutes to go. Hey, look forward to seeing all of you who uh, were Johnny or Jacqueline on the spot and got your tickets to tonight's 100 Days event featuring Hugh Hewitt and Dennis Prager, moderated by Ed Morrissey. Look forward to seeing you there. It's going to be a fun, fun night with some of my favorite folks. No question about it. Uh, I've got a few quick news stories I want to get to. So much news from this past week. Uh, Here's kind of a uh, lighthearted story. Brandon, you might want to pay attention to this. This uh, concerns the Baltimore Ravens. I don't know if you've heard about this. A $5,200 unpaid water bill let two German real estate investors lay claim for a brief moment to a cherished piece of Baltimore real estate, 
the Ravens football stadium. Have you heard about the story, Brandon? <laughs> I have, and it actually pertains to the Orioles stadium, too, I think. That's right, yeah. The arrears landed M&T Bank Stadium in Baltimore's annual tax sale in which bidders vie to pay a property tax owner's municipal debt in return for the right to collect up to 18% interest plus the principal from the owner. If the debt remains unpaid, the lien holder can eventually foreclose on the property. Uh, turns out, uh, false alarm, false alarm, uh, there's uh because this is a government entity the stadium is owned by a, a uh, government authority uh, stadium i guess some sort of stadium authority which is under government purview that do- this particular statute doesn't apply so uh no don't worry Brandon they're not going to be uh, serving schnitzel uh, at the uh, Baltimore it Ravens was, games it's but... a really weird circumstance for about <laughs> like an hour reading into the story i was like whoa yeah yeah so uh it, 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 kind of humorous but uh, we will uh, move on uh, I started my radio show the first weekend of June in 2011, so I'm coming up uh, in a couple of weeks on my sixth anniversary of having my own weekend show. In the first two weeks, I was talking about the Anthony Weiner sexting scandal, and because you know there was a lot of uh, developing developments in that uh, particular story, and of course he that was a time where he was Congressman Weiner representing New York's ninth congressional district. He eventually resigned in disgrace and. Uh, subsequently ran for mayor a couple of years later that it was revealed those online dalliances were occurring, da-da-da. Well, uh, this past week, Anthony Weiner pleaded guilty to sexting with a minor, and the uh, I guess the judge is going to determine the sentence. It could carry up to 10 years. I'd be shocked if he does get the full 10 years, but uh, we shall see. Uh, I bring this up because Huma Abedin, repeatedly humiliated and disgraced by sextaholic hubby Anthony Weiner, finally sued for divorce Friday. This is from a New York Post story. Abedin's lawyers filed the papers captioned Anonymous versus Anonymous in Manhattan Supreme Court just hours after a weepy Weiner walked into nearby federal court still wearing his wedding ring and pleaded guilty to sexting with a minor. Abedin had originally filed for an uncontested divorce but then soon amended her papers to say contested, suggesting that Weiner decided at the last minute not to sign on the dotted line. Now the two will likely face a long, costly court battle, experts predicted. Uh, I, you know, I'm I'm not going to lie. I f- feel awful for everyone involved in this. Obviously, Huma Abedin, now that she's out of a job because Hillary Clinton didn't get elected president, uh, and their five-year-old son, because, my God, this poor little guy has to grow up in this. And plus, he was kind of a pawn in this because Anthony Weiner uh, sent an explicit picture to a woman with his then four-year-old son lying next to him. All right? And, yeah, I'll admit it. I feel a little bit for Anthony Weiner from this standpoint. Don't don't throw things at me. From this standpoint, how sick and demented and far gone mentally do you have to be to continue this behavior after you face two high-profile humiliations, multiple high-profile humiliations, but two in particular, one where you had to uh, address this as after you lied about sending out these photos via uh, Twitter direct message, and then you had to come clean, and then when you were running for mayor, you were actually doing well in your candidacy, and then the more... Uh, photos explicit photos came out and then to do so with your kid lying next to you i mean how sick and demented and far gone you have to be seriously i feel for someone like that that is so detached from reality that you wonder if they can ever come back if they can ever re-engage as a normal human being uh i i have my doubts 
So it's just awful, awful situation, and I'm hoping I don't really have to ever talk about this ever again because it's kind of how I started my uh, solo radio career six years ago. And then finally, uh, from the AmericanExperiment.org, the center of the American Experiment here in the Twin Cities, the Brainerd High School Warriors on the warpath against Donald Trump. Several aggressive comments in the newly released Class of 2017 yearbook target Trump, including one saying, I would like to behead him. But when word gets out about the inflammatory comments, including in the class of 2017's yearbook, it may be parents going on the warpath. Brainerd is the county seat of Crow Wing County, which voted overwhelmingly for Trump by 32 percent with a whopping 92 percent voter turnout. Uh, There was a statement from Brainerd Public Schools saying the administration of Brainerd Public Schools has been notified that the 2016-17 high school yearbook contains highly disrespectful statements from students about political figures, including the President of the United States. The administration was previously unaware of the student statements in the yearbook. And you can go to the Senator of Experiment, uh, the American, uh, let me get the website, yeah, AmericanExperiment.org for more on this story. That was my question. It's like, when I went to high school, I remember a yearbook committee. I remember administrators overseeing the content. How many people did this get through and they just let it go? Seriously. I'm sorry, Brandon. Were you going to say something? I... Just the yearbook committee, that me too, personal experience, it said like 10, 15, 20 people sometimes. And how, I don't understand it either. Media doesn't have gatekeepers anymore, and apparently neither do yearbook committees. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, it has been an honor to talk to you today. AM 1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. Hope to see many of you tonight at the 100 Days event with Prager and Hewitt. Godspeed, my friends. Have yourselves a blessed week. Closing time. Hi, it's Keith Hitner Sr. here. Tune in on Sundays at noon for your Real Estate Chalk Talk, where we study the science of buying and selling real estate and the art of living in your home. Get the solid real estate facts you need from Keith Hitner Sr. and Keith Hitner Jr. of Colwell Banker Burnett and their team of experts. Tune in to Real Estate Chalk Talk on AM 1280 The Patriot every Sunday at 12 noon. Brought to you by the Hitner Group, the number one Colwell Banker Group in the nation. Online at HitnerGroup.com. And tune in to Real Estate Chalk Talk every Sunday at 12 noon on AM 1280 The Patriot. Guys, are you tired of being tired, frustrated because it seems impossible to lose belly fat? If you're looking for a solution, then listen to Mark. I had fantastic results with the Andro 400 Max. Probably lost 35 pounds, and more impressive than that was the inches I lost off of my belly and my waist. And the increased energy is is fantastic. I'll be totally honest, I tried a different product, and I wasn't happy with a different product. You guys are considerably cheaper than the other brands, and I can really feel the difference. Andro 400 Max, the extra-strength, all-natural testosterone booster. The safe, easy, and affordable way to gain energy and lose stubborn belly fat. Satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. Feel and look like a new man. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. Imagine, the alarm clock goes off and you spring out of bed, raring to get to work. Why? Because you own the business and what you make and create is yours. You've dreamt of owning a business for years, but still haven't taken action to make your dream a reality. There are no more excuses. This is the year you become an entrepreneur. Speak to us here at ursop.com. Ursop stands for Entrepreneur Rollover Stock Ownership Plan. We've helped thousands of people use their retirement money to invest in businesses for themselves and their family. It takes only a couple of weeks to finance, it's pre-approved, and it's totally legal. 
And then three, four, five years later, you'll put the retirement funds back and have the corporation carry on by itself. You have the business and the security of retirement funds, too. Call ERSOP at 866-MY-ERSOP. That's 866-MYERSOP. 866-MY-ERSOP. Invest in yourself. 866-MY-ERSOP. That's 866-MYERSOP. Financial Fortitude with Dale Crete Francis and Ryan Litvin pointing out today's challenges in the economy for today's investors. So whether it's maximizing your social security, it's figuring out ways that are best to take a pension that you may have, creating a lifetime income strategy from whatever asset base it is you have, really evoke the mind and, and get people thinking about, hey, these things might work for me. Saturday at 3 and Sundays at 11 a.m. here on AM 1280, The Patriot. From the Nepsis Capital Management Studios, this is AM 1280, The Patriot, WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul, Intelligent Radio. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 